0: Welcome to the Holistic Nutrition Hub podcast, the number one resource to start and grow your nutrition consulting business. And now, here's your host, Sean Sale. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Holistic Nutrition Hub podcast. My name is Sean. I'm your host, and welcome to episode number one. This is a show where we discuss all the important topics that will help you succeed in the nutrition industry. Uh, So for this first episode, um, we're going to do something a little bit special. We're going to be talking to Lynn here, and uh, she's going to tell us about the story of the hub, because even though many of you have followed us since the very early days, uh, maybe some of you who are new to the community don't know how everything got started. Uh, so, Lynn, it's it's good to get started on this podcast with you.
1: Yeah, I'm excited that this is episode one and we get to chat with one another about how we got here.
0: Exactly. It's going to be a good, uh, good little throwback session. So, Lynn, for the listeners who don't know you very well yet, can you tell us about your background and how you got interested in nutrition in the first place?
1: Uh, I really feel like... My childhood was the beginning of my journey, and I maybe didn't realize it until I was a little bit older. Um, I got eczema shortly after you and I met, Mm -hmm. I believe probably in 2011, and I had gone to the doctor to try and see what it was, and they told me that it was a fungal infection, And they prescribed me the typical um, steroid creams. And after four weeks, I wasn't noticing any difference. And so I went back and then was referred out to a dermatologist. And they told me that it was eczema. And I asked the doctor, I remember asking him, could this be food related? Because nobody in my family had eczema. And it came on so suddenly that I was really baffled by it and so he told me flat out, no, there's no correlation between eczema and food. And from what I had read online, there was plenty of people who had found a correlation between their symptoms and food. And so I started digging into the rabbit hole of what people had done to um, control their symptoms related to eczema. And that really... Um, Started my course down the rabbit hole of nutrition, and so from digging deep, it was all related to the liver and the gut. And so I cleaned up my diet, and um, heard that some people had tried milk thistle. And so I took some milk thistle for a couple weeks, and I think it was like five weeks or something. After having it for about two and a half years at this point, and after five e- weeks of taking milk thistle, my eczema was gone. And so that was really the first part of me realizing, hey, what I put into my body is clearly affecting it. And so then I started digging farther down the rabbit hole and realized that my childhood um, was filled with illness. I had tonsillitis for a year and a half, was given antibiotics on and off throughout that year and a half until they finally took them out. I had excruciating stomach pains um, that put me in the hospital, and they just would do pain management, and they could never figure out what was wrong with me. I went to pediatricians and was told that um, it was what they called stomach-triggered migraines. Um, They could never tell me why I was having them or what would cause them. Uh, So I was never diagnosed as a child as to what was wrong with me, but after realizing that... This eczema uh, played a huge role in my discovering the food aspect. I started to wonder if much of the struggles I had in my childhood were um, related to food as well. And so, yeah, that's really what started my my road to nutrition. I think.
0: And and so after we discovered all those uh, those intricate relationships, I guess between. Uh, i mean within the body between all these different systems and how it affected you as a a person in your everyday life so what what's the next step that you took what what books did you read um what you know we all know that you went to to csn you took the distance education course but how did you get to that point where you thought hey i need to you know i get my formal education in this field now because it's it's important what drove you to that
1: yeah um that's a good question. I think that even prior to me thinking about nutrition at that point, I wanted to kind of get back to my childhood roots of being out in the garden and doing that. And so I started with a little small garden, and I started reading books on um, our food system and things within our food. Uh, I started watching a lot of documentary on um, farming and all of that stuff, and so. I really think that kind of also fueled my desire to find out more and how to feed my family. And so I think we, well, before you even moved to Canada, Sean, I switched over to a paleo diet and really saw and started a little garden in my backyard to try and provide me and the kids with uh, some food that was healthier for us and wasn't full of chemicals and so, the paleo diet really was another, um, lots of Rob Wolf, lots of, um, i trying to think of the other people that I read back then. That's a really good question.
0: Is there any Lauren Cordain in there, maybe? Or
1: No, that was you. He okay. fueled the Lauren Cordain. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like what I did read back then. I think it was fueled mostly on blogs that I had mm-hmm. found online, the paleo movement, lots of Rob Wolf. And stuff like that. And then moving from there, I saw how the paleo diet affected me so immensely um, in a positive way. And that, again, just fueled my desire to try and figure out, you know, what is the most optimal way for people to live in relation to nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I think that was really really what pushed me towards formal education because i started seeing all of these positive changes and i wanted to try and figure out how to pass this on to people and people would ask me questions and i'd just offer up information and i really wanted to make sure that the information that i was giving out had some credentials in behind them even though i honestly i am kind of on the verge of as you know um I'm more on the verge of believing that sometimes formal education isn't necessary. But in this case with nutrition, if I wanted to turn it into a business, I felt that it was super important to have some kind of credential behind my name.
0: Yeah, if if for no no other good reason than being able to insure yourself and protect yourself so that when you do give advice to people that, you know, you're legally protected uh, if, if anything bad happens to them. For sure yeah exactly so so you took the CSNN distance education course um, and how how was that how was that for you how was the the learning process um, can you tell us a bit more about this
1: yeah CSNN's distance education course was probably at the time my only the only way that I felt that I could get certified I took the program during my mat leave with our third child and we were running a daycare at the time and you were working full time. And so distance education was really the only way for me to become certified. Um, and it worked great for me because that's how I took most of my previous schooling in high school and through my admin certification and university. I had already done all of that stuff. So um, distance education was good. It was challenging. Um trying to find the time to set aside to actually work and make sure the case studies got done and everything. But overall, that was my optimal way of learning. And so it wasn't overly challenging, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's very important for maybe people coming up or wanting to get into the field, finding that time to sit in the classroom, even even part-time, if you have a full-time job or maybe even more than one, uh, it it can be very challenging. So I can see how that distance education was was a good option for for you and for us at that time.
1: I'll say now though that if if I could have taken the in classroom um, in classroom course instead of doing distance education, that would have been my preferred method, just in the sense that you gain so much knowledge from having your classmates and peers around you asking questions, things that maybe you've never thought of and also having the input of mm. lots of different instructors within the program. I think that offers a lot more than being segregated and not having a community to bounce those ideas off of.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a great point in in favor of the of the classroom courses for those who can. Uh, who can who can manage that? Sure. Um, and so, as you as you graduated from the the program, what was your what was your vision then? What what did you envision to do once you had that certification with you and you were you know you could safely practice nutrition consulting? Um, what, what was your next step? What did you think about?
1: I think at that point when I graduated, I was just thankful to be finished. At that point, it took me two years to be done, and it was a struggle, and there was a lot. A lot going on with us at the time, you know, with work and family and raising three children that um, I was really happy to be finished the program. But at the same time, um, I still had that desire to try and help as many people as I could. And I wanted to make sure that the information that we were taught in school were was able to be passed on to as many people as possible because I didn't want to see other people struggle through their lives the same way that I had to as a child and then came up against um, as an adult. Because even after the eczema portion, I mean, I struggled with some postpartum depression. I still struggle with depression now. And then also, as, as some of you know, our son struggles greatly with severe anaphylactic allergies. And thankfully, I was going through the program at the time to try and give us um, some answers to his colic as a newborn and that kind of thing. And so I think when I graduated, I really just wanted to offer any help that I could to somebody to um, give them some sort of solution to whatever it was, whatever it was that they were struggling with. Um, And I really felt that we had the keys to be able to do that. And if we couldn't do it, we had the keys to, Refer them out to somebody who might have the solution, and I think that was the biggest thing for me.
0: Hmm. Very interesting. Um, and so, did you? What, what kind of business model did you did you start off with? Did you did you go straight into one on one consulting? Did you try and do any group things online? What was your What was your starting point with that?
1: I was fortunate enough um, to have you kind of as a as a starting point in the sense that you were working in a gym as a personal trainer and you got me into the same gym that you were working at. And so one-on-one consulting was kind of my first go-to. And I really did enjoy that at the beginning because it was a whole new experience. And that is what we were taught you know, in school to do was to one-on-one consult. And that was kind of the method and the best method for us. Um, And so... That was kind of the starting point for me. And as I kind of struggled through it, um, I felt that there was so much that we weren't necessarily taught in school about consulting. Um, And also, we weren't really 100% given the tools that we needed, uh, the paperwork, the um, meal plans, making it look presentable when giving it to a client who was paying what I considered to be a high-end price. And so that was a really big struggle for me.
0: And so the the process of delivering that consultation and, and following up with the client, that's what you struggle with the most?
1: For sure. I think that was that was it. I spent hours upon hours creating templates and word in Word, really. And um, as I said before, my background is in administration. I worked um, in multiple offices for many years. I think I have about probably 15 years of experience doing admin work. And so, for me to be struggling creating these documents and expecting new graduates in a nutrition field, who probably have, for some of us, little to no computer experience, was kind of was kind of daunting for me and so um, I struggled through it and dealt with it as it came and I felt comfortable with it Um, and that once I had those processes worked out I really felt that my practice was much more streamlined but it took time.
0: Okay so and before we go further into the story of, of the whole Nutrition Hub, because I really want to get to that part, but I know that you have some, maybe some very um, valuable insight into the consulting process. Maybe if we can take a, just a couple of minutes to discuss that, um, you kind of shifted the way that you did consulting uh, while you, between the time you started and then when you were kind of hitting your stride working at uh, at the gym at Function Health Club, could you just maybe talk about this process just a little bit for for those who maybe haven't started consulting yet or who are interested in you know learning how to how to get the most out of it and and more importantly get, how to get the best results for your clients in the end.
1: Yeah. Um, so originally when I started, I started out with different packages that I created. I used um, a formula that you gave me um when you had started out your practice you had been listening to some people and i can't remember exactly what that process was and that was how i kind of came to my pricing um but i had built these packages and i was selling them within the gym uh as the packages so i would do a free consultation with clients they would come in we would talk and prior to them coming in i would send them all these forms that i had created i would send them um, a quick questionnaire. It wasn't an NSP form or an LAF form. It was just a quick questionnaire that would say, <clears throat> rate your, your shopping basket on a scale of one to five. What do you normally put in it? Do you buy chips, chocolate? Do you drink pop coffee? How much water do you drink? Are you married? Do you have children? Really basic, simple questions to help me get to know my mm-hmm. client before they came in. And they would come in for a consultation and at that consult, I would then talk to them a little bit more about their struggles and ask them any further questions that I had. And then hopefully by that point, I would have a general idea of what they were looking to do. And that is when I would sell them one of my packages, which then included things like meal plans and and a full consult with an NSP former the lifestyle assessment form or whatever through CSN and those forms anyways. And uh, from there, that's how I would sell these packages. And people would buy the packages and I'd pour my heart and soul into them. And people would pay me a lot of money for these things and then never follow through with them. And I felt so depleted from this point. And um, shortly after that, we... Sean and I talked about what the best process would be, and we bounced ideas off of each other. And I kind of changed my way of consulting in the sense that instead of doing packages like that, I would move to one on one coaching. And that would include, you know, a 45 minute sit down with me six times. And they would have to fill that in six months. So we would meet every maybe in the beginning every week, and I would give them a simple task to follow. And that seemed to, and by simple, I should say, if they drank coffee, it would be remove coffee from your diet. Here's why, and here's what you can replace it with. Master that skill, and then we'll move on to the next one, which might have actually included something like sleep, Um, especially if their goal was weight loss. So it wasn't even a massive plan with loads of information. It was just a simple, here's a thing that you need to follow. And once you've mastered it, we're going to move on to the next thing. And that seemed to work the best for my clients. And the people who followed a more one-on-one coaching approach actually seemed to have more success.
0: And that's that's interesting because it goes pretty deep into how you deliver the information to the client, how you package it, what information you actually give them. And it seems from from your experience anyway, that the the least you give, the the better they do with it because the the less stuff they have to, you know, go through and, and figure out for themselves. They have one thing to do, they have a week to do it, and then they come back and see you and you give them the next thing.
1: Well, and you've experienced the same thing in your business as a personal trainer too. You you used to have a full-blown approach to them Mm -hmm. and give them all the whys behind something, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily need to know the whys or the concrete science unless they're super inquisitive, but they just want to see the result at the end. So if you can deliver that information in the simplest way possible, that tends to be the easiest way for them to digest it. No pun intended, because, you know, digesting food's funny.
0: Exactly. I like that one. That's good. That's good. I'll give it to you. Um, yeah, I, I definitely did start out in that way because I think it's I think it's an easy mistake to do when you're very passionate about what you do and you just want to, you know, you want to share what you know. And so I, I definitely did that a lot in the beginning uh, where now I've flipped the script probably 180 degrees. Uh, just like you did with the consulting. And now I essentially listen to them. And then I sort of repeat what they tell me (laughs) so that they Mm -hmm. they understand that I understand what they want. And we'll start with essentially what they think that they need. And then we'll slowly move into the direction that I think is best for them to attain their goals. But again, very much playing on the psychological side, just putting them at ease first, making sure that they see that you have their best interest in mind. And then moving forward, so that's that's very interesting. Uh, so moving forward from that, um, let's let's get to the heart of it. And how? So how did the idea of uh, what is the hub today come to you initially?
1: Well, so a lot of you guys don't know, but um, I struggled with my consulting business. Uh, Even at the gym, even though I had clients and I was doing fairly well, I struggled with it um, because I felt that my creativity was not being utilized in the best way possible. And I also felt that I wasn't doing my fulfilled purposeful work. I knew that I wanted to help people and I knew that I was passionate about nutrition, but I felt like I had so much more to offer to people than what I was able to give. And so um, last year was a pretty big year for Sean and I in an emotional way. Sean's father passed away and then grandmother passed away. And so we, uh, right around that time, I decided when Sean was back in Switzerland, I decided to stop consulting altogether because I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And I really wanted to take a step back and try and figure out what I was meant to do in that sense. And that was a huge transition for me and it was a really hard pill to swallow, but it was probably the best thing that I've ever done in the sense that I just took a desk job working at CSNN Vancouver doing admin work uh, part-time and I got to help students and I was helping people and I was working with the school promoting it and so I was still working within the field and that really helped for helped me kind of clarify my, my mind and then uh, I think it was... Uh, Well, we were already working on the hub at that point, I guess. Yeah, you know it would me? have
0: been maybe a year before that. It was
1: a year before that, uh, even. Um, October
0: 2016 is, I think.
1: It was October 2016. Yeah, so it was before all of that. But I didn't step away from consulting until I got home from Switzerland. Yeah. So anyways, backtrack. We'll backtrack to 2016. Um, Even before I stopped consulting, I was... I was sleeping one night and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, I know exactly what I need to do to help other nutritionists. And that was to create an online platform where we could send and receive our forms very simply and create a community of other like-minded professionals or people with the same struggles um, and build something to really help us all just streamline our practices because that was a daily struggle for me. And so we I I brought I woke up in the morning after thinking of this idea in the middle of the night and I told Sean about it. And <laughs> What did you think, honey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I
0: wasn't honestly I wasn't too impressed at this point. Um, I had started my personal training business uh, earlier that year, early 2016 and was just getting to the point where things were starting to look good um, after you know six, nine months of, of very, very hard work and you had been you know working tremendously hard as well, working at the school, uh, taking some side gigs as well. And so I felt like we were just kind of getting to a point where we were, you know, stable, even though it seems like since then stable is not what we do, <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> no, okay. <never. laughs> uh, and, and so it just sounded like, hey, we have all these things going. It's starting to, we're starting to, you know, see the end of the tunnel kind of deal. And now you've just added five kilometers of tunnel in front of us with this. It, was, it sounded like a, a daunting project, honestly. Um, so that was, that was kind of my reaction. I wasn't, uh, I was, I, I didn't know where we would find the time or you would find the time to do this initially.
1: Yeah. I think that was a huge thing. You're always like, Lynn, I, you're never going to have the time to do it. And so I said, okay, well, that's fine. You can feel that way about it. I'm going to try and figure out how to do this. So I called around to find out, you know, how much it would cost to have this built. My brother was into, doing some design work and I had a friend's husband consult with me and the number was huge. Like I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this is going to take time and resources and I don't know how we're going to do it. And then I happened to join a business networking group for the gym that I was working for at the time. And I just happened to go to the first meeting and meet a developer there and they... I sat down with them. I had a meeting with them and I told them my idea and they said it was great. It was an amazing thing and it would be super popular and they were wanting to partner up with us. And so that's what we did. Uh, Well, I went home and told Sean about these developers and Sean was still super skeptical. I was like head over heels that I had found somebody who wanted to partner with us. So the resources and the money needed to build this thing uh, weren't an issue anymore. And, or I should say some of the money wasn't an issue anymore. And, uh, we worked with the developers over Christmas and into the new year. And then maybe Sean, you can tell the rest of the story here.
0: Yeah. It was that without, we won't go into too many details, but we started working with them. Yeah. It was uh, early 2017, had a few meetings, went great. Um, lots of engagement on all sides, and over the next few months, all the way to May, there was essentially a big stagnation in, in how the work was going and what, what seemed like a, a misunderstanding in terms of what we were looking for and what they were trying to deliver, even though, I mean, we had done you know sketches and um, visual, visual breakdowns of, of, the, of the process that we were looking for, of how it we supposed to work and look, what people were supposed to do how easy it would be to, for people to actually use the platform. And it really seemed like we weren't getting anywhere with it, uh, to the point one day where they asked us for, to pay for 50 hours of development that we had not agreed upon initially. And this is kind of where all hell broke loose. And uh, again, I I'll skip over this part, uh, and simply go to, we, we had to, you know, break ties. Uh, cut ties with these with these folks and go our own.
1: You say all hell. You say all hell broke loose, but really, it was a pivotal moment when Sean. It was when Sean figured out that he was a true webmaster, developer guy, and as horrible and defeating as it felt at the time, I think Sean really stepped into his own in the development uh, side of the hub, and yeah. Uh, that we really have that moment to be thankful for, for the whole thing, really.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. Absolutely. I think it was the the silver lining was definitely that uh, essentially since I think February of 2017, I had been working on what was supposed to be Lens website slash community project that we initially called Holistic uh, Workshop, Holistic Nutrition Workshops, or Holistic Workshops. Which one was it? Holistic one workshops. Of, yeah, holistic workshops. So for those of you who were here in the early, early days, you might even remember the website. We had an, an event calendar that nutritionists could contribute to for free and list their events and promote their services. We had a blog and we had a lot of nutritionists contribute to the blog. And so essentially I had been deep down into that rabbit hole while the developers were supposed to build the, the, the consulting platform that we have today. And so when uh, we got to that moment where we figured out that they could not de- deliver on their promise and we, excuse me, we had to take matters into our own hands. Um, I actually figured out that I could do it myself. So uh, yes, we could not have gotten to that point without going through the the struggle of the, the first few months of that year. Uh, and so maybe Lenny can take over from here. So we launched the hub, the what, what the hub is today, initially the website in, I believe it was end of May and June, we opened up registrations for what was essentially the MVP, MVP the minimum viable project to see uh, what interest we would get from the community that we'd previously built. And so maybe, uh, Lynn you can take over here and uh, and go into how it went.
1: Uh, you probably know better about how it went than I do. It's
0: a fair point. <laughs>
1: you mean other than it being a an amazing response to what we had put out i mean we already had a huge following we had our job when we were working with the developers was to build a following so that when we were launching our platform we had people interested in what we were doing and we had done a really great job of all the marketing and so when we did launch we saw an amazing response and what we considered to be an amazing response, and we were so thankful that uh, we did see what we we had happen. But Sean, you know more of the hard concrete numbers than I do.
0: So yeah, if my memory serves, um, we had about 150 signups the day that we that we launched. Um, and so initially what the platform was very, was very basic, uh, but the, the, the main premise was like you said, Lynn, save time for the nutritionist and streamline the consulting process. So uh, we had a platform that you could, uh, they could register uh, on, uh, create an account. And from that platform, you could send consulting forms to your clients via email, and they could simply click a link, fill out an online form click submit and you would get all the results back Uh, so yeah initially about 150 signups on the first day and 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 kept growing so that really showed us that we we had something valuable in terms of the the product that that we created and so uh, what we did from there is we essentially built what is now the hub premium which is the the paid membership uh, which holds all the advanced platforms sorry features on the platform um which gets us to i guess december of of uh of last year
1: yeah december 2017
0: december 2017 we launched i believe it was december 6th and again um the through the previous months we had continued building this fantastic community that is still i mean growing very strong today um we have uh, a big Facebook group that we interact in uh, daily, and uh, a very supportive community in in, in all ways. I mean, as all topics are welcome, and it's very it's 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 nice to see, uh, you know, even people who are just in, interested in, in starting um, a career in in the nutrition industry uh, come in and ask questions, and and have all our, you know, maybe more seasoned members, uh, people who have been in the industry for for years, sometimes decades, actually chipping in. And, and, and give their two cents as to, uh, to help to help those other people so very very thankful obviously for all of you guys listening and everybody else in the community. So we launched December 6th and um, I guess that gets us to where we are today um, where we have f- close to 600 members total on the platform using um, using uh, the, the, the forms online and, and and a very again very strong growing community. Um, so then maybe to go back to a few questions with you, um, from here, moving forward, how, where do you see this going? What, what, what is, can, what's the hub going to be for you in the next year and a half, two years? Where do you see it going?
1: Wow. That's a, where do I not <laughs> see it going? <laughs> I I feel like we have so many things, um, tucked away in our back pocket that, I just can't wait to see where it goes. I can't believe it's already been two years since we started. I was just thinking about that while you were talking. And I was like, we started this two years ago almost. I mean, mm-hmm, well, at the end mm-hmm. of the year, it'll be two years. But I really, I'm so surprised at how fast it's gone by. And um, where do I see it going? I'm going to just think on that for just a second. For sure. I. It's a big question. It is. Um, is. And I just want to make sure that we chat about like what we have planned and also Mm -hmm. what the entire vision is. Well, the basis of the hub was to build a community of holistic nutritionists across Canada and even down into the States now um, so that we can have like-minded practitioners working together to help answer the questions that we felt were not answered in school answer questions about business that we're struggling in, about the science that is coming out. And the bigger the community is, the more power that we have in answering these questions and being able to really solidify ourselves within the industry. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is, and I'm sure for so many nutritionists out there, is having a platform where we can speak our minds about what we're doing and hopefully see um, a big growth within our industry um, within other um, modalities as well getting you know stronger relationships with naturopathic doctors um, even mds if we can and trying to break through some of the stigma that we've uh, kind of encountered along the way but uh, mainly for you and i i think we really see the hub as being like a big community of like minded people, and you and I are here to try and help all of us as nutritionists kind of move forward within their within their business so I think that's the overarching unless Sean, you have something else you want to add there
0: no that's that's definitely i mean you hit the the nail on the head that's what we're out to do that that was the the premise from the very beginning, when you had that idea, even before you had the idea, I think, and you said it before um, earlier today, the, um, trying to help as many people as possible, trying to affect positively as many human beings as we can, and and you quickly saw that the one-on-one consulting wasn't, you know, cutting it for the ambition that you had, and so scaling it to the point where we have this platform where we can help now hundreds of of practitioners. Uh, consult better and and actually, you know, make make a, a positive impact in the world. And that's what we're going to continue doing. Maybe you want to go into a little bit more. Maybe maybe we can talk about the, the couple events that we have um, in, the, in the coming months and then yeah. what we're going to be working on for the platform itself uh, moving forward.
1: Yeah, so coming up, um, we will be in... April doing a crawl. It's like a, a, it's kind of like a pub crawl, but for businesses Um, where, yeah, yeah, in the health space and uh, they set it up kind of like a pub crawl where you, um, different people put up booths within different businesses and then you kind of go around the city. This is within Vancouver, Um, within the city visiting all of these people Um. Getting to know what they do within the industry, and so we will be doing that in April, and then we will also be um, attending and hosting a booth at the, um, what is it? The holistic,
0: the Canadian Holistic Nutrition mm-hmm. Conference.
1: Yeah, it's the CSNN. CHNC.
0: Is that right? It, it oh,
1: is. Yeah, it. C- yeah, CHN, the what is it called? It's, like the,
0: it's the Canadian Holistic Nutrition Conference.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I, I actually had to
0: look it up a few times because the there's there's a lot of acronyms, as you all know. There's
1: too many acronyms. <laughs> That's the problem. I was like, is it like the CS? Yes. I'm like, but no, it's the holistic conference that um is hosted across Canada. So in Vancouver, Calgary, and Toronto coming up in May. And so we'll be hosting a booth in the Vancouver um the Vancouver area. And we'll be putting out some things in the virtual gift bags and stuff. So if you guys were wanting to get a ticket to that, you can listen uh, virtually as well if you guys aren't in those cities. So we'll be attending that, which is big for us. We're getting pretty excited about those coming up and just being able to show you guys firsthand what the hub can do um, to improve your practice. And then – In terms of other things that we have planned, well, the podcast was a big one for us, so we hope to have different people on here to talk about business, to talk about um, anything that really will help you within the nutrition industry, so we might have some naturopaths. uh, Who else is on our list, Sean?
0: Let me pull it up because we have quite the list already.
1: You don't have to say names, but maybe modalities and and people that we're thinking about having on.
0: Absolutely. So uh, behavioral psychologists, um, talking about the legalities of being a nutritionist, talking about other tools within the industry that can help you run your business better, talking to, to naturopathic doctors, talking to People who are more on the business and marketing side, copywriting for your website and all your material, um, the website aspect of it as well, all the the technical aspects, the um, all the, the the mental side of it as well, maybe even the spiritual side of it. The um, really all the facets that are going to help you um, develop yourself uh, as a professional in the in the nutrition industry and. Also, as a, as a small business owner, because I think that's that's the one thing that surprised me the most when I started off in the in the fitness industry, is that I was certified, and then all of a sudden now I needed to run a business, but I had I didn't have a background in business, so I was kind of left on my backside, uh, and I had to figure all these things out. So what we want to do with with this podcast and uh, is is really bring you guys all the information and the tools that you need to. To be able to wrap your head around this and and move forward and and obviously build a profitable business uh, working with your passion in, in the nutrition field.
1: Yeah. So the podcast, super exciting. Um, super stoked on that, actually, now that we're actually sitting down and getting it here and done. Um I'm also going to be working on an ebook on how to effectively or what I found to be effective uh, for consulting. So even though I struggled with consulting and I stopped consulting, uh, I really felt like I stopped more because I felt like it was not my, it wasn't in alignment with who I was. And I felt like I said before that I had so much more to give. And I don't want people to think that consulting is going to be a waste of time it is not going to be a waste of time and if you have the correct tools and you put your mind into it and you consult in such a way that is effective you will have success you just have to continue trying to get there and it is a struggle sometimes in the beginning if you don't have the right connections or the right help to get going which i think is a common problem for most of us and so this ebook is going to basically lay out what I found to be the most effective within my practice. And we'll be offering that. I'm aiming for spring, late spring um, to have it out to you guys. So that's something else we're going to be working on. And what else, Sean? We have our list, but it's over on the board. So
0: that's right. We have, have a big whiteboard at the house, and we write all the big goals that we have. Um, definitely, those were the two, the two main ones. Uh, the podcast is a big one because I think it's going to be an opportunity for us to connect with other leaders in the industry, and and connect our community to all the other great communities that that are already in place. Um, so we can all learn from each other and and grow. And then the ebook, I think, is going to be invaluable because, Lynn, with your experience, just having that roadmap having those systems laid out and how to structure your consulting business right from the get go without having to do months of research to, and trial and error really because you've done all the mistakes so it's kind of it's kind of going to be a blueprint for practitioners to how to structure things in order to be one profitable and two to 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 enjoy the process as well, because uh, I think sometimes as entrepreneurs we forget that uh, we also need to enjoy the ride and not only uh, the the outcome. Uh, so that's that's going to be great. Those are really the two main focuses this year. We're going to keep obviously um, posting on the blog and and uh, and focusing on the platform itself to make it as user friendly and as useful as possible for you guys. Um, I, think, I think that's it. I think it's uh, 43 minutes in. I think it's good uh, good time to wrap it up. What do you think, Lynn?
1: I think so. Yeah. So thanks to everybody for listening to our story. And uh, whatever you guys want to see or have an idea um, to have on our podcast, just let us know. And we'll try and make it happen.
0: Absolutely. Like Lynn just said, and we said it many times throughout the podcast, we're focused on our community first and foremost. We give you guys a voice. We want to know what you want to hear about. So don't hesitate to uh, reach out and and, uh, and let us know what you want to hear about next. Um, I guess we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye, everyone.